0: Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And today I want to get at an issue that might be the reason why I don't have a ton of friends here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that is the big question Do people who are long term expats make friends? With people who are short term expats. Short term expats. Hard to say. And I ask that question because it's only dawning on me as uh, my time dwindles that perhaps some of these people who have met me and have been very kind, have not become invested in me because they know that I'm only here for a short period of time and then I'm going to leave. So it raises the question do you just not bother <laughs> with the people who are coming in and leaving and coming in and leaving? Uh,
1: yeah, it's a good question. I don't have an answer for you, but I definitely have experienced it on the long-term side. Of course, when I moved here, I didn't know for sure if I was going to be as long-term as I've become, but definitely experienced friends leaving, and it sucks. It really sucks, especially when it happens one after the other after the other, and all of your favorite people are gone, (laughs) or most of them. So. So
0: is that a thing that is just part of your life, if you're living overseas in a different country, you're going to have to say goodbye to people? I think so. I I mean, not that you don't have to at home to people move away, but is it more so? I think it's inevitable to a certain extent,
1: because even, quote-unquote, long-term expats, they might leave too. I mean, I would say a a small percentage of people move to another new country. As far as expats, obviously, I'm not talking about full-on immigrants, but expats, I, I don't think that they generally stay their whole life, at least the majority don't. So I think that it's inevitable, it's gonna happen at some point. I know that my closest friends here are almost all married to Italians. And I don't know if that's, you know, like a choice that I've made, or if it's just that those are the only ones who are left who haven't left. <laughs> but it's it's kind of nice to know, you know, I have one friend whose husband is a Carabinieri, is one of the types of Italian police officers, and he's got a very good career, he's got kind of a high rank. And she doesn't really, she works here and there, but she doesn't have a, like a full on career. So I kind of think they're never leaving. It, it seems very unlikely that they will ever leave. And, and I hate to say it, but that's kind of a comfort to me to know that this friend will always be here. And then I have another friend who's married to an Italian and they're a little bit less sure. Like they could stay, they could go, they have a couple of kids. So they might stay because, you know, Italian in-laws are the best, or Italian grandparents, I should say, are the best. But generally, when your friend marries a, a local, you have a little bit of insurance that they're going to be around. So it's an extra level of rejoicing at their wedding? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I know that uh, I'm the godmother to one of my friend's children. And a f- funny thing is, I only became a Catholic about six months before she asked me to be her, her child's godmother. So I was like, wow, you know, I'm brand new. And I've already got this big responsibility to like shape someone's religious life. Um, <laughs> but anyway, he's still very tiny as close friends as we are, I know that part of her reason for asking me was because she assumed that I was here to stay and she wants her son's godmother, obviously, to live in the same city as him. So, so I'm not the only person who, who
0: thinks like this. Now, for me, if you didn't know me from middle school, <laughs> which you do, say we just met somewhere, where would we have met? I, I don't know, we're just- at- We could have met at a party. We could have met, yeah. probably most likely through friends. Okay, so we meet somehow at a party, and I say, oh, you know, I'm only going to be here for a year. Do you think you would have said, let's get a coffee, let's do something together, or would you have said, she's only going to be here a year? Why bother? Yeah, I think if we had really
1: instantly hit it off, I probably would have hung out with you, because I feel like... I actually don't, I know this sounds weird too, but I don't feel like I have a ton of friends either. And so I'm always open to meeting new people. And I don't necessarily think that having friends a long ways away is a bad thing. (laughs) Obviously, I have friends from my previous life, from my American life that I see very, very rarely. But they're some of the favorite people in my life. And I have a friend who I've never lived in the same city as her. We, you know, have lived very, very short periods of time. I'm talking like a month or two in the same town. But usually we only see each other when we travel to see each other. She lives in London now. She's from Paris. And she's one of my best friends. I adore this woman. And I'm so happy that I have her in my life. When I met her, when she was, I was actually just home from college. I was in Seattle for the summer. She was in Seattle for a month or two doing an exchange. And I met her through our old French exchange student who had who had stayed with us when we were in high school, and we hit it off. And I knew she was only going to be in town for two months. And this is I'm talking like nineteen ninety six, maybe I mean this is a long time ago. We hit it off and I've seen her in London, I've seen her in Paris, I've seen her in Spain, always managed to see each other. Every few years she was at my wedding. And if if she weren't in my life, it would be a huge loss for me. And so why should I preclude making a great friendship just because that person's not going to be you know in a convenient location for me so no i would have definitely hung out with you
0: this question got raised a couple weeks ago because there was a woman who shall remain nameless but there was a woman who has been very kind to us while we've been here she goes to the church that we've been going to she's always very smiley and she always remembers our names and just like a good person at church should, you know, to be welcoming. And all along, she's done a few very significant favors for us while we've been here. And we kept saying, oh, yes, we really need to buy you dinner. We need to take you out to dinner to thank you for all these things. And so as our time winds down, I said to her, so we have to schedule that dinner. We've been talking about it all year, but now we really need to schedule that dinner because our time is coming to a close. And she said just offhandedly, oh, yeah, nothing like making friends with people who are about to leave. And I don't think she meant it in a mean way. (laughs) She said it in a very joking manner. But the more I reflected on that, the more I, I don't know, I felt like my feelings were hurt. Why wouldn't you want to get dinner with us? But I get it. She's been here for over 20 years. Why would you go out to dinner with people that you'll get to know and then you'll never see them again, most likely? So that made sense. But it got me thinking that maybe that's a thing. Maybe that's the division between the short-term and the long-term expat is that the investment of time isn't going to come. Most of our friends here, with the exception of you, are people who are also short-term expats, people who are going to be here for a year or two years or three years. Maybe that just happened because we're all in this similar experience. We're all new and we're all leaving.
1: Yeah, I would say more likely because you're all new. I mean, there are people like this woman you're saying who might definitely avoid making friends with people who are short term. But I mean, I remember when I had first moved here and I was working and hanging out with a lot of people who had just moved here and we all became friends in a snap. We didn't have any other friends. So we weren't like, oh, I can't hang out with my closest friend because I have to go and meet this girl that I just met. There was no need to make that kind of a sacrifice if you can call that a sacrifice. So that could be part of it. Since you're all new, it makes sense that you would all automatically sort of befriend each other.
0: Well, and it makes sense too that if you've been rooted in a place for 20 plus years, and you have a whole bunch of friends, why would you want to go with these out with this couple that you met at church that you're never gonna see again? Uh, yeah, I guess. I told her to think of it as a free dinner, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. I. It's hard to say. I mean, it also depends on, you know, what kind of lifestyle you have. I mean, if you have children, things change. I think that going out to dinner means getting a babysitter or, you know, juggling plans or not having a a special date with your partner because you have to go out and meet these people that you barely know and you're never going to see again. Then I get it. I've got one night a month to have a dinner with another couple I'm going to choose my like my oldest friends or whatever. That makes sense. If you're single or if you're childless, a little more flexibility,
0: I would be like, yeah, why not? It got me talking to this other guy we know, uh, a guy named AJ, who I often quote in this podcast and never uh, credit. <laughs> so AJ, this is a shout out to you. I asked him about this because now he's been here for maybe five years. But when he got here, he was very much like Amy, who we talked about. a while back on the podcast who didn't know how long he was going to be here. He thought maybe a year, then maybe another year. And now it's been quite a number of years. And he said that he had to do a mental shift because at first he wasn't really trying to make any friends because he figured, I'm only going to be here for a little while. And people were thinking, oh, he's only going to be here a little while. And they weren't really embracing him into their group. But now he's like, now I've been here over four years and maybe I really need to start thinking of this as a long-term thing and actually start reaching out more because a lot of the people he's been friends with over the years are people who are like us transients coming and going and so every year a new tide of people comes in for him and then they leave and that's largely because he's in the university system and he does a lot of work with students who are coming in to study for a year and then they're leaving and then they come in for a year and they're leaving so he has this tidal wave of friends but yeah i I can see how if you work in a situation like that you can become jaded
1: and just not want to go deep with people if you know every year there's going to be a new slew of people and then they're going to be gone if i were in his position i would probably be wary about making friends with short-termers but I think in general I mean it also depends on if you have an actual connection with someone or not and I think that if you do meet someone who you just hit it off with it's a shame to not see if a true friendship can develop there that's the way I see it anyway
0: oh so you don't think it's a prejudice that I've been fighting an uphill battle against this whole time that I I had no idea until days ago that I was fighting Mm
1: -hmm. I can't talk for anyone else (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, like I said, I think that some people are jaded. I can't necessarily say that I blame them. Like, as I f- have felt it too, and I and it sucks when you know you make a friend and you know, they become your like fast friend and you see them once a week or every weekend, every Saturday night or whatever, and then they're gone and it's tragic,
0: devastating. Mm-hmm. I but know, I'm about to put you through that again. I
1: know, I know, because I've kind of been I I have to admit I've kind of been neglecting my more my more uh, long term fellow Rome expats because you're here <laughs> and, oh, and so they all can't wait till I get out of here maybe. They probably don't remember my name, no. <laughs> <laughs> Having one of my oldest and best friends in the world literally living three blocks from me has made it very easy to not reach out to friends who live, you know, a little further away. I have a couple good friends to the two that I just mentioned earlier who are married and they don't live anywhere near me and one of them has kids. It takes much more work and organizing to see them. And so maybe I've sort of been shirking that and not reaching out to them. I definitely have been shirking them or shirking that, whatever you want to call responsibility. it.
0: Responsibility? No, that is Pleasure.
1: responsibility. Pleasure. That, that, uh, yeah, whatever it is, cut that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, but so, so yeah, I'll be like on the phone the weekend after you leave, calling everyone on my, in my phone book
0: are you doing anything tonight? (laughs) (laughs) How do you think you're going to do without me living three blocks away? What are your concerns? I do feel like
1: my social life is going to take a bit of a toll because you've kind of been my social (laughs) life for the past nine. And actually I kind of feel guilty because I feel like I should have as a proper friend made more of an effort to introduce you to my friends who I just instead ignored and you know because I want you all to myself apparently well, um, that's
0: okay I don't want to have to make friends with them I'm only here for a year yeah exactly probably wouldn't want to make friends with you either <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, yeah I guess that's the, the double-edged thing too isn't it yeah no
1: but no it's good. it's definitely going to be hard I won't deny it I guess I'll just throw myself into
0: my work <laughs> that's a nice, that's start a nice second book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very good. See, this could be very beneficial to you.
1: Yeah, perhaps, although I feel like I get a lot of inspiration from
0: you. so. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> well, I'll try not to take it personally. I mean, it does, it does beg that question. I come from Seattle, which is notoriously known for not being the friendliest of places. What? As far as, um, not that they're not friendly, <laughs> but as far as making f- new friends. A lot of people say that it's a very difficult place to break into because everybody's very nice. So if I met you at a party, I'd be like, oh, I'd love to get together, let's get a coffee. Here's my email, <laughs> I'll send you an email. Probably more like that. I'll send you an email, your email's on the website where you work, right? I'll send you an email, I'll be in touch, we'll get a coffee, and then you'll never hear from that person again. That's uh, something that people complain about a lot. It's a lot of this nice in the moment, oh, I'd love to get together, and then you never hear from that person again. Now, I don't know if that's true or if I've done it, I'm sure I've done it too, but, but uh, I certainly didn't mean to, so I'm sorry if any of you <laughs> <laughs> were those people. <laughs> but, you know, because I usually try to follow through. And I do tend to stay within my the group of people I've known for years and years and years. And so here it's been, while I don't have a huge group of friends, it's been very refreshing in the sense that the people we made friends with became our friends immediately just because we don't have anybody else. And so exactly like you're talking about. Yeah how deep it is or how long-term who knows you don't have to be an expat to appreciate the fact that friendships
1: take time to really go deep and I mean one of the reasons I was so happy that you were coming was obviously because of who you are yourself but also this idea that you get a feeling when you're time with people who you've known for a long time you just there's something so comforting and comfortable about it. That person who knows you so well, who isn't going to judge you for saying something. If you say something mean one time, they know who you are. So they're not going to judge you for that. You don't have to explain things to them. They just know, they just know you, you have a history together. And as an expat, or as someone who just moved to another town in the same country, you don't have that you don't have those those historic friends. Now I finally have, you know, after 10 years here, I have some friends who go back nine years, maybe 10, and that starts to become historic, but it's nothing like having a friend who you've been friends with for 25 or 30 years. That's so, rare, that's rare. I mean, maybe it's rare to anyone. Maybe it's even rare to people who've lived in the same town their whole life, I don't know. Because I never, never lived in the same
0: town, well, the first 17 years of my life and then I've always moved. Maybe this is an idea for people to try. Expats and non-expats alike is, I met this couple in Seattle, author and his wife, who I very much wanted to get to know, and they were equally interested in getting to know me. We just have a vibe that's in common. You know how you just sometimes know you met your people? Mm-hmm. It was like that. Very early on in our relationship, I would probably only spent time with them for one day or something, maybe one coffee, something very small. They called me up, and they said, We have an odd proposal for you, but I hope you will consider it it was, why don't you pack a little bag and move into our house for the weekend? You'll move in Friday night and leave Sunday night and we'll spend all weekend together. And we lived very close neighborhoods, so it wasn't like a huge drive. And it was just this couple and you. Mm-hmm. And I said, sure, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds fun. You so know, like of course- was a weekend house party, basically. Yeah, so I was a little trepidatious, of course, because I didn't know them very well, but I, I was interested in them, so I figured why not. So I packed a bag and I went and spent the weekend with them. And we did everything together. We went out to dinner Friday night, woke up, sat around drinking coffee in their den in the, mor- in the morning. You know They had planned fun things to do every single day. We went for a big long walk. We went to tango dancing. We did all sorts of fun things that they'd planned. Very, but a lot of just sitting around the den chatting also. It was actually kind of a wonderful and magical weekend in reflection on it but at the end of the weekend I asked the man why did you invite me over why did you have me come stay with you particularly because they would put so much effort into what we were doing and so much money into what we were doing they really made a weekend to remember and he said because I could spend the next 20 years meeting you for coffee here and there trying to get to know you an hour here an hour there once every couple months and I wouldn't know you as good as I know you now. It was so true, because when you spend concentrated time together, our friendship went from being superficial to being really, really good friends in three days. I thought that was such an interesting notion, though, that you could spend so many years just sort of casually getting together when really all you needed was a weekend and you're really good friends. That's so odd. It's it's true, but it's so odd that they would even
1: have that thought it just the whole time you were telling me this story I was like waiting for the moment in which they were like okay now we want to
0: have a threesome you know, <laughs> I know. that's I would... <laughs> what everybody asked me they all said so did they ask you to have a threesome
1: and it's I'm like, like no it sort of and... sounded
0: like it was going quite frankly <laughs> pack a bag <laughs> make sure it's full of lingerie <laughs> no no it's just very nice old-fashioned hospitality really done up well it was really quite remarkable Nice. And I think maybe more people should do that, and maybe they can just put the threesome, we're not going to ask you to do a threesome on the table <laughs> leading up to it. I was fairly confident they weren't going to, so <laughs> I felt safe. Anyway, that's yeah. a thought.
1: It is it is a thought. Now, my question for you is,
0: are you now still quite good friends with them? Mm-hmm, very much so. Yeah. This couple is probably at the top of my list of people I'm looking forward to seeing again when I get home. Nice. Yeah. It is nice, and they've included me in a lot of things that a casual acquaintance wouldn't be included in. It cut to the chase. Yeah, well, it's kind of like when you're dating someone,
1: you become close very, very quickly, and you start spending all of your time together, and you think, well, I've only known this person for a month, yet I feel like I know that, A, I want to marry this person, or B, that I just know this person inside and out, and, and, you know, maybe it's true.
0: So think about concentrated time. Maybe you should come spend the weekend. (laughs) Oh, I already know you. (laughs) All right. Well, should we leave it there? Something to ponder. Everybody invite somebody over this weekend. And this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Tiffany Parks. I'm Katie Sewell. We did that backwards just to (laughs) make you think again. See you next week. Thanks for all the ways you support us. Give us a good rating on iTunes, maybe five stars if you like the show. It will help other people discover that we exist. Thank you. You're the best.